and welcome to Input 2, Byte's film and television podcast. I am your host, Sarah James, and joining me today is... Matthew Yep, Cody York. And Morgan Fuller. Awesome. So today we are talking about, we're getting into the Halloween spoopiness a little bit. We're going to talk terrified. about, you're terrified, <laughs> we're going to talk about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and it's really cool because two of our guests are a part of the Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadowcast here on campus. So uh, what is it that you guys do for the Shadowcast? So I'm Cody York and I'm the president slash director of the Rocky Horror Shadowcast. And um, I'm Morgan Fuller and I play Janet. That is awesome. Um, we're super excited to have these two on the podcast. Um, Byte is actually going to be covering the Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadowcast here on campus, so keep an eye out for that. It's going to be tons of fun. <laughs> I'm super excited. Promo. <laughs> Shameless promo for both. Um, so here's a fun question to kind of start it off. Uh, what was like your first experience with Rocky Horror Picture Show? Like, How old were you when you watched the movie? Um, did you watch it with friends? Did you watch it with family, which is kind of awkward? Like, what was your first experience with Rocky Horror? Well, I was 10. Dang. Yeah, I was going for it. I was a gay little boy. And because of that, I had heard about it from, like, some dude on my bus. He was like, yeah, there's this weird show that you can get at Family Video, and it's super weird. And I was like, oh, there's a shirtless blonde man. Interesting. <laughs> Because that's really all that did it for me back in the day. And so I went and watched it, and I thought it was the most amazing thing. Like I said, I was a small gay child, and so, like, really did it for me. <laughs> I thought it was so cool, and it was so weird, and it wasn't like anything I'd ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And so I was just so into it. So, yeah, I loved it. So let me think. I was 13 when I first saw Rocky Horror. Right. Um one of my friends was obsessed with it at the time. I had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. But her obsession led to me watching it. I had no idea what it was going into it. Still not sure I know exactly what it is. but <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, I remember watching it and just some of the things that happen, you have no idea why they happen or even what the consequences of that actually happening were. Mm. But you're into it. <laughs> but you're into it. You watch it, you enjoy it, and you're like, wow. I learned something about sexuality today. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's, to sum up Rocky Horror, I learned something, I about, learned sexuality something about sexuality today. Sexuality. That would be a great tagline. How about you, Morgan? Well, I'm a, I'm a little late to the game here. So I am I. <laughs> I didn't see it until I was a freshman here at Ball State, mm -hmm. and I saw it um, at the Emmons Auditorium. Nice. Um, but my dad went to see it when he was a kid, so I'd heard about it growing up, but gotcha. we just never watched it or anything. So. Mm. It was a wonderful experience when I went to see it because I wasn't quite sure. And I was with people who really don't, like, get that stuff. Mm -hmm. So everyone was kind of like, oh, I don't know. That was really weird. And I'm just, like, secretly sitting there like, I love this so <laughs> much. But, like, it's a different experience to go mm -hmm. see a shadow cast because so I went to see a shadow cast. So it was really hard to focus on both of them because I had no idea what was going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. So I went back and, like, rewatched it, like, a ton of times myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I got into it my junior year. I was like, I have to be a part of this because it's just something so neat and so cool and so accepted here. And, yeah. yeah. I w also saw it for the first time freshman year um, right before seeing the shadow cast. The whole group of friends that I was with that were going to see the shadow cast, we watched it earlier that day because there were like three of us I think that hadn't seen it so I watched the movie and then immediately from watching the movie went to see the shadow cast so I saw it like 
twice within the span of an evening. <laughs> um, but my dad also really likes Rocky Horror. Not necessarily like the movie. He's a big fan of the music and the music is fantastic. So I had heard some of the tracks. Like I'd heard Time Warp from being a kid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like I remember listening to Time Warp and a couple other songs when I was younger because my dad really liked it. But like it wasn't until freshman year that I actually saw the whole thing through. Which is crazy, crazy to yeah. think. The music's and now, great. Oh my gosh, the music is fantastic. Yeah. Science fiction double feature is Matt's favorite song of all time. Fun fact. Fun fact. How about the so brief segue? What's your favorite song from the musical, movie, musical? It's a you know. I just word. gave mine. I read yeah. the question. Yeah, it's okay. I have to agree with science fiction. Science hey. fiction. I mean, I really like the little superheroes uh, song at the. It's like right at the end, and usually mm-hmm. in the UK version only. <laughs> yeah. But um, but Rose Tint's also like a great one. <sighs> it's just. Yeah. I great. mean, come on. You get to see, like, four different people and how they react to, like, what's going on around them. And mm-hmm. it's so long and it's so wonderful. And dancing. Yeah. Dance. I'm probably... Hoppatootie has my yeah. heart. Yeah, that's a good one. It's so good. But I don't know. I would probably have to go with Hoppatootie or Sweet Transvestite. Just because, like, nothing is more iconic than Tim Curry in yeah. Sweet <laughs> Transvestite. <laughs> right. Like, that's so you don't yeah. beat that. Nothing can top mm-hmm. that. Um, so we're going to segue into kind of a brief history of Rocky Horror Picture Show, because this is some stuff that I knew, some stuff that I didn't know, and I think it's really fascinating. So it was a musical first, and I only figured that out like last year, because um, the movie is just something that's so iconic. I feel like a lot of people forget that it was a musical. It right. was based in London, premiered in the 70s. Um, music, lyrics, and book uh, were written by Richard O'Brien, who we all know here played Riff Raff in the movie. What a guy. Um, what a guy. <laughs> uh, Tim Curry was the original Frankenfurter in the stage production. In fact, I think the majority of the main cast, aside from like Brad and Janet, were mm-hmm. the original yeah. stage actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was adapted to film in 1975. And ever since then, audiences everywhere like gather around and watch the movie together and do crazy things. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing, really. Like It's so bizarre that right? we were just like, oh, let's watch it as a play, but also as a movie. It's kind of a lip sync situation. Let's just go for it, man. Also, we're going to scream the whole time. Yeah. It's a really, it's a strange concept that in the context of Rocky Horror, makes perfect sense. But when you kind of take a step back and look at it, you're like, this is a bunch of crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Um, yeah, I had someone, because like, I talked to them about it, because I was like, oh, no, come see it with me. This was like last year. And they were like, is it an actual play? I was like, and I explained the whole thing. I was like, well, it's the movie, and there's like the play is going on. And they were like, but why? Like, why <laughs> would they? And I was, like, I was like, I don't have a good answer, but like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially, that's essentially, I think, all of Rocky Horror. Yeah. When you try to explain it to someone, it doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> Until you no, see no. it, and then it still doesn't make any sense, but, like, you feel better, maybe, right. kind of? Yeah. I don't well, know. She, yeah, she didn't have to come see it, so I didn't ever get to decide if she liked it or not. But <laughs> I feel like Michael up. was kind of scarred when <laughs> we watched it. We watched, my boyfriend, Michael, had never seen Rocky Horror up until... What? A like couple, a month ago. Like a few weeks ago. Yeah, we brought it to my <laughs> apartment. And we watched it, and like you and myself and Maisie, we were all singing like every single word. And Michael's just sitting in the corner, like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> like, I think he was confused, but now he knows at least. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on like the, I don't know, the fact that it was a musical first or like the strangeness about 
shadow cast performances or something like that. So I have a fun fact. Yes, um, I love fun so, facts. The reason that Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick took over Brad and Janet for the mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. was because they just wanted more Americans in it. And so they <laughs> really? took two very American actors and were like, you get the role. They are very American. They're very American. So, yeah, their entire goal with Brad and Janet were we need the American touch. Interesting. That's adorable. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> They're so patriotic. I love it. Yeah. Well, because the, the kind of cult following of it, I believe, started kind of in California. Like, it had a huge mm. following in the UK, but, like, all the kind of weird traditions mm. that are just normal now. I mean, normal in a relative sense. <laughs> um, nothing about Rocky Horror is normal. But... Um, I think that started in like California. It's like, like people would show, like they'd show the movie mm-hmm. for X amount of time, and the same people would go back every single night and watch yeah. the movie, and it like had this cult following. So that's interesting that like they wanted to appeal to an American audience, even though it's a entirely British-made story. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Americans taking credit for something from a foreign like what? society. Who would have guessed? <laughs> I had no idea that was even a thing. Who would have thought? Who knew? Some Manifest Destiny movie bullshit going down. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's a good segue into talking about um, cult classics in general. I feel like Rocky Horror is kind of the epitome of a cult classic. Yeah. It may have even started the concept of cult classic. Um, so what do you think makes a movie a cult classic, and why does Rocky Horror embody that or define that? Anything? Hmm. Well, first you need a bunch of people who are really, really big fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who want to try to keep something alive that could easily be swept under the rug. And I think that's mm-hmm. what saved Rocky Horror from just being a disaster was that people actively tried to um, promote it. Yeah. And just keep it going. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Morgan? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that, like, it's just there's this level of like weirdness to it where a lot of people just wouldn't get it and but then you have that just strong group of people like all of us you know who keep it alive (laughs) and like who love it but it's like something that doesn't take off very well at first but then there's Mm -hmm. that like secret group of people and then it becomes so cool because it's this secret group of like people and stuff like that and i mean that's just what makes it like a cult classic i guess Mm. yeah i think it's like morgan said like it has to be on some level kind of unappealing to the like mm. mass public because like if it's just super popular at first then it's just popular it's not a cult class yeah right. it needs to be kind of unappealing to the general public yeah. at first i think that's really interesting because like again i think rocky horror is kind of the epitome of cult classic but like another movie that i hear thrown around with cult classic is like pulp fiction but mm. pulp fiction is like won academy awards and is really well known. Not that saying like Rocky Horror isn't well known because mm-hmm. it is, but oh, there's yeah. like a different level of, I guess, notoriety. Pulp has, like, prestige. Yeah, like there's there's like Academy backbone to Pulp Fiction that Rocky Horror doesn't have, but yet they're both kind of considered cult classics. I don't know like what conclusions we can draw from that, but I do think it's it's interesting that Rocky Horror kind of has this like underground feel to it, mm-hmm. where it's something that from the outside like no one should be interested in like when you like if you think about rocky horror too much (laughs) you're like why on earth is this so popular but then you watch it you're like no i totally understand now like if you try to explain rocky horror to anyone people be like what the heck 
absolutely not. Like, why Why are we going to see this? And then they go and see it, and they're like, I get it now. I feel it. Yeah. I would also say that another big part of it that's kept alive is the audience participation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's not a thing you see with, like, Academy Award-winning field, yeah. films. Um, and I think it helps bring in people who don't necessarily like the movie, but just like throwing things at the people <laughs> performing. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it adds that next level of engagement for the audience, too. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a heckler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I definitely, I think that is part of the appeal, at least for seeing like a live performance. Because um, like you can watch the movie, and everyone should watch the movie anyway, just in general. Blanket statement, if you haven't seen Rocky Horror, watch Rocky Horror. What are you even doing Get listening to this podcast? Times. Like, you won't even, just watch it. It's great. Um, ignore all the things that I said about it being like confusing and weird. It's awesome. Just watch it. Um <laughs> But I do think a lot of the appeal, like, at least for me, one of the reasons why I love going to see the Shadowcast, and I've seen it, uh, this will be my third year seeing it. I didn't see it sophomore year because I went home. Um, but I, every other year I've been here at Ball State, I, on Halloween I go and see the Shadowcast performance. Mm-hmm. And it's because I love the uh, the call-outs. Like, you get to be a part, you get to insert yourself into the script right. and be a part of it. And it's like a community thing where it's like everyone is screaming the same things which like i don't know why that is so satisfying but it is so satisfying and like you get up and dance the time warp with everyone and that's just fun like who doesn't want to do that so yeah i do think that the the audience participation and engagement level that that you get to be a part of the story even if it's just for like you know, a minuscule amount of time where you're not like changing anything, but you get to do something is definitely something that I think makes Rocky Horror different than anything else ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I also think that um, Rocky Horror has like a level of timelessness to it. Maybe not like crazy timeless. Like there are some movies that it's like, it doesn't matter when you watch it, like the message still stands kind of thing. And I think, you guys can offer your opinions as well of like what you think the message of Rocky Horror is, but a lot of people hold it up as this like sexually liberating story, um, which I can 100% see, but it also like, I don't know, has weird messages, I think. Um, but do you think Rocky Horror has like timelessness that no matter, you know, it was made in the 70s and here we are 2017 still participating in Shadowcast and watching the movie and talking about it. Is there a level of timelessness to that story? What exactly is the message and is the message timeless? I guess is the question I'm trying to ask. Well, I definitely think it's really relatable um, nowadays as it was back then. I think uh, the message is, is different to everyone who watches it. It's mm-hmm. not There's not, like, one message because it is something that, like, you have to watch multiple times and, like, dig apart. Yeah. And, like, each time you notice something, like, a little different. So, like, yeah, it's very sexually liberating. You, you got two straight people coming in and, like, figuring out all this stuff about themselves that they didn't allow themselves to even look at before. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, just speaking from, like, Janet and, like, what I've had to do to, like, get ready for it is I had to, like, think through um what she went through and how she changes and I mean that's how she does change I mean mm-hmm. uh, she sleeps with two different people here and not her fiance right but on. it's yeah right <laughs> but it, it, this is just her like coming not to terms with her sexuality in, in itself 
but to like who she is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just people who have like been molded by a society to be like, oh, yep, yep, you're gonna go get married. It's your turn to get married. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna be super. You just kissed. You know, all this kind of stuff. Everything's going like normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then here, she's able to explore herself and like what it means just to be her. Hmm. And I just think that, like, each people can take it. Because, you I mean, you have straight people. You have, um, you know, gay people, transvestites in here and all of this. So everyone gets to explore, like, a different what, a, like, what, themse- what they themselves have yet to experience or have experienced and see it, like, on stage and, like, through other people's eyes, I guess it is. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's relatable to multiple people and to everyone. And, like, even some people who are really uncomfortable with that stuff, I would, like, urge you to go see it just to, like experience like what it is like watching it and like what you see yourself like doing Mm -hmm. that you're keeping yourself yourself, like yeah like hidden or something like that this can definitely bring out a lot of things yeah i also think it's timeless and i think it's because of the underlying um like core of the movie and that's acceptance Mm. we all want to be accepted and i think especially because when this first came out as a as a musical play um, a sexually liberating musical play was not okay at that time. Yeah. And this kind of drove the way forward for that being more accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually delved into the research into that a lot. And that musical is the reason why we have these more erotic plays, mm-hmm. basically, because um, it showed that you can watch that and not be a bad person, basically. Yeah. Hmm. And I think even today, it still is preaching the message of acceptance, especially for those like who don't know what being gay is and what a transvestite is, even though it's definitely done in a wonky and <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> non-modern weird way, I still think that value of acceptance is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always kind of thought that the theme of Rocky Horror is you don't have to be anybody but yourself and that you don't have to be embarrassed mm. by things. And as lame as it sounds, <laughs> when I was trying to come to terms with my sexuality, Rocky Horror, I hate saying that. It's so <laughs> it's so after school special. <laughs> but when I was trying to come to terms with my sexuality, Rocky Horror was like a big help because yeah. like you don't have to be embarrassed about things. It's not it doesn't have to be a huge deal. It's just how things are and that's cool. And I really enjoyed it. And I, I think, for the most part, it holds up over time. Because, like, like me, there are still kids who have to do that. There are some things that age a little weird. Like, I know a lot of people who don't like it because they find it offensive uh, in terms of just, like, the way they do things. Like, one big thing that a friend of mine refuses to watch is because uh, she doesn't like the term transvestite because she's trans. And she's like, no, nah, mm. that, like, that doesn't rock with me. But if you can get past stuff like that, in my mind, it's just a big gay thing. And, you know, we're all, we're, we're all gay and queer. We, we use weird words sometimes. But it happens. It's just like how kind of like I use the word queer a lot. Some people don't like that but i have the best of intentions and so did tim curry (laughs) that's just like how the movie was i mean Mm -hmm. it was made back in the 70s yeah i mean that's what that's what they called that what it was back then and like i mean you're just carrying it on through tradition because you're just watching the same movie and over and over again so it's not like meant to be offensive i think it's meant to just be like hey to everyone out of a conversation starter yeah Yeah. it really is because it's like you you shouldn't he wasn't trying to be like i'm a bad trans person i'm so gross he was just like i'm a sweet transvestite because that's what i'm calling yeah (laughs) i mean yeah exactly and that's what it is like i mean i understand where that could be like offensive to people Mm -hmm. today but like 
don't think of it in that term. Think of that as, like, that's what it was in the 70s, yeah. and, like, this is us, like, mm-hmm. taking a next step, and I really I still, I don't think it, like, matters in terms of when you're watching it in the movie, because you, like, understand what it's about. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. to your, yeah. You, you can't let that stop you. Right. It's interesting comparing that to the remake that came out, what, was that last year? That yeah. The, yeah, that was last year. Yeah, because there were a lot of people upset. There were people both praising and dissing the choice of Laverne Cox as Frankenfurter. Um, I loved it. I thought Laverne Cox did a great job, but a lot of people were like, Frankenfurter is a transvestite, not transgender. Those are two different things. Um, and so, but, which I mean, they are. Um, Tim Curry's not actually a transvestite, and so even if Laverne Cox isn't a transvestite, why does it actually matter? Like, she can play it. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think, here's the thing that we have to look at. Like, yes, it's really weird to watch, and I mean, I don't like it as much just because it's not the original, and I love yeah. the original. You can never beat that. But this is what's happening now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is the deal that we're dealing with mm-hmm. now. And so making that, I mean, you you don't really need a remake for it, but making the remake helps people make more connections to it. Yeah. So if you have a problem with the like, whole tra- transvestite things, here is a trans woman now being able to play this big part yeah. because that's what's relatable today. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that was a good step. Yeah. yeah, and it's she has said in more than one interview that like she identified with Rocky Horror and Frankenfurter mm-hmm. throughout her entire life with figuring out who she was and her sexuality. So I definitely think that Rocky Horror has those themes that just throughout are are very liberating and open and like even if you don't understand or don't agree, like it can at least spark a conversation, yeah. which I think is. You know, at the end of the day, as long as we're talking to each other, that's the most important thing. Um, so since we're on the topic of the remake, what were your overall thoughts of it? I know we kind of gave opinions a little bit, but yeah. any anything else of what you wanted to say? I mean, I liked it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I will agree the original was better. Was, yeah. 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 But I did like that they, they modernized a lot of concepts. Yeah. Like they used a modern rock star for Eddie's song. Which for was... For Hot Patootie. That was, that was the best casting choice ever was Adam Lambert yes. as Eddie. I, <laughs> I cried a little. It was so good. I just think it helped, like Morgan said, to connect with the movie mm-hmm. in the modern times. Yeah. I think overall, like I think I think like you said, it was good for what it was. I mm-hmm. don't think this is gonna be something people are shadow casting. No, like, oh, no. no. definitely not. In fact, the parts where they tried to do like there was just some random bits where they had like little theater sections. Yeah. I thought it was awkward more than anything because they did mm-hmm. it so seldom and it just didn't yeah. feel as authentic. But I really did enjoy it. I had really fun. I liked the cast a lot. Victoria Justice as Janet surprised me a lot. She did really well. Uh, Riff Raff was hot all of a sudden, which was super weird yeah. for me. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how I felt about it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Rocky was hot. Underwear could have been tighter, but, you know, what do you do? Well, what do you do? But overall, I thought it was cool, and I thought it was just... It was more like, to me, it felt like a cool homage to the movie. Even though yeah. it was supposed to be its own thing, I was like, oh, that's a nice tribute, even though it wasn't yeah. meant I think, to be well, a tribute. I think yeah. it was kind of meant to be a tribute. Was it? Like, yeah, Kenny Ortega, who directed it. High School um, Musical guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> High School Musical, covered in clutch. Um, Kenny Ortega is amazing, first of all. He also directed Hocus Pocus, which he has did. my heart. That guy's doing it. Right? Um, but I think he said that they they didn't want it to be like a replacement or even necessarily a remake even though it is a remake remake. but um they wanted to kind of pay tribute to the original and it did people who like loved rocky horror getting together and be like look rocky horror like yeah yeah and i like 
I wish they would have, because you brought up how they had like those moments the in the theater, theater where it's yeah. like the audience participation, there which only, like two or three. I know if they would have kept up with that, yeah. I feel like I would have loved it a lot more than than what I did because I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I thought the cast was pretty decent. Um, I thought like the costuming and the makeup was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the modernization of the music I thought worked really well. Like um, Time Warp, which is just classic, but how they kind of switched it around and made it more modern rock instead of glam rock, I thought was really awesome. Yeah. But if they would have kept up with the whole, like, in the theater, yeah. people participating, mm-hmm. like, doing call outs and throwing things at the movie screen, like, because that's something that as an audience member I can identify fun, with. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that is that is me. But I know they, they only did it, it like it twice. Fox, but I wish they could have gone like all the way and just like every time they said Janet, then like slut and just like <laughs> rat asshole. Like I know it's Fox, so we can't. But how much better would it have been? That would have like, been so much fun. Any last thoughts on the remake? I guess. Uh, controversial. I like a lot of the music better than the original. Indeed. Oh, really? Yeah, like especially like Hot Patootie. We said. Uh, ooh, ooh, both, ooh. both Morgan and Cody are like, uh. I mean, I like what they did with Sword of Damocles, but <laughs> yes. like, oh yeah, and I like that one a lot. Um, but I still, I don't know. There were some things that Victoria Justice did as Janet, and I was yeah. just like, really? I'm, okay, I'm, I'm gonna just like say what, like against what you said for mm. a second here. I didn't really like Victoria Justice <gasps> as yes. Janet. It's just like I grew up watching her on like. Victoria. Um, yeah, yeah, Victoria's and stuff like that. So it's so weird. It was weird because the things that she did is different. Like, I guess they're making it a little bit more relatable to maybe a little bit of a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. But, like, the whole, like, Touch a Touch a Touch Me song, like, they acted a lot like children. And I guess that me- makes sense if you're, like, you know, she's a virgin and <laughs> Rocky's just born. But, like, it just <laughs> had this, like, weird vibe to me. It wasn't, like her coming to terms with, like, sexuality. It was just, like, having fun, I guess. It was it was just a different feel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Susan Sarandon much better. That's fair. I, oh, yeah. I definitely like Susan Sarandon yeah. better, but yeah, I but like, like Victoria Justice. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Victoria Justice's voice. Not dissing on Susan Sarandon's voice, but it is very, like, at least for She's, me. Yeah. It's very high-pitched and breathy, and it's, it's like, yeah. And it's, Victoria Justice can sing at the very she, least. Oh, she can. She can yeah. sing. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, like it surprised me because like some of my favorite songs that I think were better than the thing were Victoria Justice. I like, like yeah. there's a light I ended up liking more from the remake. Mm. Um, uh, Sweet transvestite. I think Tim Curry takes it, but Laverne Cox really did that. Laverne Cox was fierce. She was great. But no, like, kind of like what you said about how mm-hmm. like you grew up seeing Victoria Justice, I think that's why I liked it more because it was, to me, this innocent okay. character oh, that okay. I then saw. Because like in my mind, she was like a Nickelodeon character. Yeah. And now I saw her mm-hmm. kind of becoming a sexual, like, person, it was, like, I think it kind of did what Jan- Janet is in my mind to me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, if, you, if you're, if you like, since we grew up watching Nickelodeon, maybe they're just like, hey, look, look. like, this is what it's supposed <laughs> to be. Like, this is how we're relating it. Yeah. But, yeah. Kind of taking that perception that we have of her and mm. switching it around yeah. to make the character more poignant, I guess. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy. Okay. Indeed. All right. I, I'm seeing what you're saying. Yeah. I was my favorite. I have but. only I only <laughs> saw it. I think the once, maybe twice. So it's like I would like to go back and watch it again to yeah. see because yeah, it's hard to to form an opinion of things because if you only watch like the original Rocky right. Horror once, you're like, what the It'll heck did I just? Yeah. Like, you have yeah. to you have to watch it more than once to understand, regardless of if it's 
yeah, from 1975 or 2016. You're so distracted at first, just because right? you're like, what is happening? I don't oh, understand. Yeah, it's definitely something you have to watch multiple times. And, like, I suggest watching it before you come see yeah, the I shadow agree. cast yeah. because mm-hmm. then you understand it and then you can watch what's going on and mm. then you pick up a lot more. Because going just to see it, you're like, oh, there's two things going on at yeah. once. I have mm-hmm. nowhere, like, yeah. no idea to where to look. So everyone watch it and then come watch us because. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of the shadow cast, like... <laughs> transitions. <laughs> transition. Woo! Look at me. I can do transitions sometimes, guys. Sometimes. Um, when I'm not exhausted. <laughs> um, uh, but what is it about the shadow cast performance that... Like, you guys both kind of touched on it, but that drew you into being a part of it. Um, yeah, if you could play any role in the shadow cast, what would it be? I know, Morgan, yours <laughs> I, is probably... I am, a, I am my dream. dream. I yeah. am in my dream uh, But Cody, as director, like, what would your dream role be? So it's weird because I really like watching other people perform the characters. So honestly, hmm. I would just be a Transylvanian. Right. Okay. But I also really like my role as president director. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, hey, a great one. job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was it about the shadow cast that drew you in? Like, Morgan, this is your second year involved, right? Yep, second year involved. What about you, Cody? Third and a half year. Okay. So then what, what was it about seeing it or hearing about it you were like i have to do this or like i don't know i mean i loved the movie so much and it Mm -hmm. was so weird and being able to like act in it like i love theater i'm not a theater major or anything sometimes Mm -hmm. i wish i had done like a minor or something um but i I love to act and do stuff but Mm -hmm. here's like a musical and i love musicals like i listen to them all the time um but i don't actually have to sing yeah. I just <laughs> and like it's so perfect for me because I'm like yes I like I feel a part of it because you are acting it all out you have mm-hmm. to memorize it all because you can't see what's behind yeah. you so like for me I was like this is perfect because I get to be a part of something that I love so much mm-hmm. and like you are that character but you don't have to <laughs> to sing or like yeah. actually say the words yourself you're just going through all the motions and I think that's what drew me to it because I'm like this is something that people love so much and it's just it's it's really exciting because you like getting the audience involved really does help. And like a bunch yeah. of like musicals and plays that you go to now, you can't. You're a quiet audience because mm-hmm. you're watching what's happening. But just to have that energy in the room where everyone's connected, not just the people on stage, I think mm-hmm. really, really made it appealing to me. And I was like, I have to be a part of this. And last year, I was an understudy for Janet, but I got to be part of like uh, the Transylvanians, mm-hmm. um, sort of like ensemble, which was a good experience I think to start because you're a part of it and you get to watch it you get to be with the audience mm-hmm. and it's just a different experience and mm-hmm. i think both of the roles were just they're just really fun to be in yeah and i think that's what i was looking for i would say the reason i joined so i watched it my freshman year i mm-hmm. wasn't in the cast at that point and i was a very shy you know sexually closed off person just graduated high school you know not know what's going to happen in college I watched it and I'm like, huh, weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems about right. <laughs> and then my friend came up to me like right afterwards and was like, we have to do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do <laughs> no. it. And then so a couple months go by and it's like auditions are coming up and she's like, we have to do this. I'm like, no, I'm not going to audition. She's like, well, then be a Transylvanian. I'm like, I don't want to audition. She's like, you don't have to audition. I'm like, okay, I'll be it. So I did it. And from that first year, my sophomore year, I basically came out of my shell. I'm no mm-hmm. longer shy. Um, I'm very sexually liberated, if that's hey. a good way of describing it. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm very open about, you know, sexuality in general. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the reasons I have a social minor now. Cool. I went into sociology right after that. 
Um, but yeah, Rocky Horror, specifically our Shadowcast of All State, has a special place in my heart for basically being the reason that I am who I am today. Which I know sounds really corny, but when you're very closed off and shy, you don't really make close connections with people. Mm -hmm. And Rocky really opened that up for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Matt, I know you've considered joining the chat. Like, but you want to do it. I get nervous. <laughs> you should do it, man. Yeah. I'll come back to Ball You'll come State. Come back. If oh. you're in it, I'll come back. Yeah, Who I'm would just... you want to be? Oh, my God. Dr. Scott. <laughs> High key. I, That'd be awesome. I've always wanted to be Dr. Scott because the most, like, iconic <laughs> thing that's ever been etched into my brain is when, like, um,. Absolute pleasure, whatever the song's actually called. Yes. When he's just sitting there and he takes off the blanket and like has this fishnet leg stocking <laughs> that shouldn't be able to move, but it is. There's nothing that's ever been so iconic in my life. I want to be Dr. Scott so badly. Also, my favorite scene in the movie is the Dr. Scott, Janet, Rocky, and so I want to be a part <laughs> of that. Yes, that is great. But that's I want to be Dr. Scott so bad. If I had to choose a role, it's, it's a toss-up between Columbia and Magenta. Oh, nice. yeah. Like, I like... I don't know. Magenta's sassy, but like Columbia's kind of crazy. And Columbia gets to tap dance, and I like tap dancing. I'm not very good at it, but I do like it a I lot. Love tap um, it's not that hard. So. Well, I don't know. I haven't done it. <laughs> but like, I'm In sure, you could, I'm sure yeah. you could learn it. So it's. I like, I like Columbia's part in Time Warp a lot. It's nice. fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. So I don't know, though. Columbia's outfit is fun, too. Whereas, like, Magenta, you're just a maid the whole time. And I'm like, that's, that's hot, yeah. a sexy maid. A, a sexy oh, yeah. maid, yeah. Have we all wanted to be a sexy maid? At some but, point? like, I'm fine with being covered in sequins. I too. Yeah. Like, that's fun. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Any final thoughts about Rocky Horror in general before we wrap things up? Well, I would say definitely try to watch the movie before you come to our shadow cast. Mm-hmm. And if you really have no idea what's going on, Please refer back to the original musical, and it has a lot more detail in what's actually happening, so you can get a better, a better grasp of what the movie was supposed to convey. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, there's definitely like only so much you can fit in a movie, as we mm-hmm. all know so well. So, um, yeah. But no, it's definitely something everyone should see, and like, don't think of it as like super weird all the time. Like, if you're one of those people who are like, I don't want to associate with like really weird things or like I'm not the type of person to like do that kind of stuff like I will just come watch it it's like a really good experience Mm -hmm. and it's just a really good atmosphere and you just get to meet like a lot of people and like even just like in it like our group is like pretty close and like it's really easy just to talk to people in our group and it's it's a really fun experience awesome sex is cool (laughs) awesome thanks Matt (laughs) Um, so if you are a Ball State student, you can check out the Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadowcast, um, in Emmons Auditorium on Halloween. You guys are also performing in Richmond, right? Yep. We are performing it in Richmond this Saturday. And we have two shows that are unfortunately 21 and over only. Okay. Um, but there are two shows and you can find out that information on our public Facebook page, which is just Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadow. BSU yeah, Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show Shadowcast okay, gotcha. on Facebook. Um, awesome. And what else was I going to say? Right, two shows, one at 7 p.m. and one okay. at 9 p.m. Yeah. 
Cool. Rock and the one on Halloween is midnight, correct? Yes, midnight. but show up at 11 because we have a bunch of pre-show stuff going on. So yeah. there's people performing. We have some people in our very own Shadowcast that are going to be singing and, and doing some stuff. So I say come early. Also, it fills up pretty fast. So Yes. Yes, come it does. Early. And with that, the doors do open at 10 p.m. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we will actually be hosting a costume contest. So if you want to win a prize, come in your best costume. Yeah, oh my gosh, that may be costume. the excuse for me to wear a costume. Can I be a slut? Oh my god, I'm gonna be a slutty newsie again. I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> I love being a slutty I have newsie. I yes. have a really fun costume idea, and I had no like excuse to wear it. This may be the excuse. This I'll is have their to. Time. Yeah. This is your right. moment. This is the moment. But, Show up um, <laughs> so yeah, if you're a Ball State student. On Halloween, go check out the Shadowcast. Um, also, stay tuned for our coverage on ByteBSU.com. Um, and also, stuff will probably go up on our Facebook page, ByteBSU, Twitter, at ByteBSU, Instagram, hey. at ByteBSU. You get the theme here. It's Google us. You'll find it. Um, Facebook at ByteBSU. Yeah, I said, I said Facebook. Well, I didn't listen well. Thanks, Matt. Um, uh, if you want to listen to more podcasts from Byte, you can check us out on our SoundCloud at Ball State Daily. Also, iTunes at Ball State Daily. Um, I think I gave YouTube is Byte BSU as well. Um, our website, you can check us out, ByteBSU.com or BallStateDaily.com. And look under the Entertainment tab. You will see us for sure. I have been your host, Sarah James, and joining me today was... Matthew Yap. Cody York. And Morgan Fuller. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.